Happy February to all. This is Boys Lunch coming at you live from the worst month of the year, except for today, because it is my wife's birthday. Today Happy is birthday. your wife's birthday. Wow. This is Joey and Paul, two Catholic teachers, discussing life. Happy birthday to the missus. That's right. Stella, happy birthday. Took the day off. Isn't that crazy? Good for her. Yeah. You're about to get a day off tomorrow. But before we get to that, let's talk about how you can get a hold of us. That is number boy. one, Patreon. That's number two. K Cook at BLM. Patreon with a lot of cash. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, this is brought to you by Seeky. You can always email us at boyslunch1 at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at boyslunchpodcast. Intern Casey, I assume, is still doing something. And then also you have a, oh, and, by uh, the way, he, Zanga at B Lunch. Zanga? Yeah. What is Zanga? You don't remember Zanga? That I was pre MySpace. Sorry. Pre MySpace? Yeah. You can also donate, of course, to Central Catholic, the fund for Central Catholic, if you have not already, at kcook at blmccs.org. Check out my blog I started in 2014 and did twice. Is while you're that at it. Zanga? No, I was on Blogspot. What was the name of your... It's somebody with Maximilian Colby. Colby Corner? I was, in a real, <laughs> I was in a real phase there. It wasn't a phase, but... Colby Corner with... It's one of like the commitments I make in my life that doesn't end up working out. Like, I'm really, you're really excited for a little bit. <laughs> So now I'm actually doing it now. Now I'm actually doing it that, now. That laid the groundwork. Planting seeds. You know you know us. Oh, it is plant seeds. Hey. All day, every day. You started to spoil a little bit of what's coming up in Bloomington Normal. The big the, the blow no scene. The big snow event? Yeah. Twelve inches minimum I hear. Some people are saying four feet. We're gonna be sewn in. I am worried about losing power. <laughs> what if there's if we have power, like that's fun. It's a fun time. It's a fun I can see anything going wrong. Um, yeah, we are expected tomorrow to get uh, upwards of 12 inches of snow. The kids are excited. The timing works well on this, too, for a snow day. The app, I open it up, is literally just red. <laughs> like, <laughs> normally probably, I feel like it's blue. It's not even supposed to snow for, like, 10 hours. And it's just, like, already just, like, you need to hunker down. Hey, we're not getting up clicks. Turn it red. <laughs> you boost a shot. Yeah, but I'm so strong, man. How are you feeling? I'm strong. Strong. Strong as a mule. Are you crying right now? <laughs> I was, when I got up this morning, I'm like, uh-oh. I think the seven cups of coffee I've had today, <laughs> as you can probably tell how excited I am, uh, have helped me. So I'm feeling good. Nice. Yeah. Any other big plans? Because we're going to Italy in four weeks. Four weeks. I don't think I've said that on the podcast, have I? I don't think I? you have either. Because I have forced myself not to think about it for the past two months. You don't want to get attached. I'm getting attached. You've already got the COVID, though, so you... Right. I'm just, like, taking all precautions, I just see. in general for life, whatever. Oh, I get yeah, the booster, sure. But also, like... I want the Italian government to be like, wow, we actually want you to not have a mask on here because you're so safe. So, <laughs> this is the safest man I've ever seen. Yeah. They, we have to buy a specific mask for Italy. Not yeah. even the N95s. They won't even take those. The N96. It's the FFFP2s or something. Oh, they got those those P2s? Yeah, yeah they, it's the Italian flag on them. <laughs> <laughs> they brand anyway, all excited foreigners. So, I got really into investigating food, and that's when you know I have a problem about a trip. When I start to like look at all the restaurants in the surrounding area, that's my jam, dude. So you're going to Italy for the food? Is that good? Honestly, yeah. 
We might stop by the Vatican, but mostly we'll just... We have an Olive Garden in town. Oh, that's true. And when you're there, you're family, so I don't know why you would need to go to Italy. Give me huge portions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, just the wife and I are going, so it's exciting. I'm excited. Say some prayers that it actually works out. Yes. It's not a crazy snowstorm or COVID storm. Or Those COVID storms are the worst. Yeah. Sharknado's COVID storms, both terrible. Sharknado was a thing for a while. They made like four or five of them. I don't think they made enough. <laughs> Keep them coming. I can't believe we haven't mentioned this yet. What? what it's what, what, Catholic what? Schools Week. Beep, 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 beep. My, my, my Sharona. I hate you so much. Nobody wants to hear that. Oh, that's but, such a good song. So, uh, Do you ever play that in band, Pet Band? Oh, for sure. We're I was riding that floor time. Uh, Mustangs, <laughs> Mustang Sally. <laughs> Mustang Sally. That was before my era. Journey. Uh, don't Stop Leaving. I'm trying to think of the other classes. We had a good Pet Band back in the day. It's because you were in it. Yeah, that's why you thought it's so great. Because we set up like a twelve-piece drum set for a football <laughs> game. <laughs> We'd have like three half rack or uh, yeah, half rack amps, whatever. Is that Rush or is that nope? <laughs> YYZ, let's go. <laughs> Which we probably played, yeah. or at least the first ten seconds of it. It's for you, Andy Bordewick. Hopefully, you like Rush. <laughs> <laughs> he writes in. It's he, he's all Canadian. Yeah. Hey, Catholic Schools Week though is happening. Uh, <laughs> it's been cool today. We we dressed up this week, so yesterday was pajama day, classic. Today we did grout fit, so you just wear all gray. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> anything but a backpack. Oh, my goodness. Which, is, which just turned out to be hilarious. Uh, people have brought in shopping carts. So essentially, you are to carry around the contents of what your, would be your backpack in anything but one. We got wheelbarrows. We got full bike with a basket on the front. Multiple shopping carts. Multiple shopping carts, some of which were taken with permission. You've got... Uh, There's a kayak. Mike's got a kayak. That he's been carrying around. People like dragging sleds. sleds around, yeah. Um, hilarious. Bit of a traffic jam in the hallway, <laughs> and it's only a matter of time before someone gets hurt. Yeah. But as far as so far, though. so far we're good. Yeah. It's like one of those things where I'm sure the administration is sweating a little bit. Like this is really fun. Everybody's having a good time. Yeah. As long as nobody crashes through a window in a shopping cart, we can do this. Well, I said to you this morning, I haven't seen the kids this happy in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? It's just like. <laughs> Carry around your stuff in like a, a mop thing. What's it going to take? What's that this called? Is where, where you put a mop? Mop bucket. Bucket. <laughs> <laughs> mop tank. <laughs> you can tell I work right on my the, hands a lot. <laughs> right on the tip of my tongue. Oh, jeez. Oh, but yes, I forgot about that. You've got some of the yellow like mop industrial mop bucket. Uh, fertilizer. Oh, fertilizer yeah, spreader. spreader which was not properly cleaned no. up. So much fertilizer. <laughs> Uh, we're having a blast, though. Yeah. Oh, man, so much to be excited about. Yeah. School's mass on Friday. Olympics Thursday if we're not snowed out for two days. Yeah. It's going to be a good day. Week. Yeah, dude, I'm pumped. We're talking about parenting in my class. It's always fun to hear what they uh, they say about parenting, like what what they want to do with their kids and what oh, they yeah. want to teach them. I would so. never do that to my kids. Or more of like, oh, like, I'm totally going to like train them, <laughs> like make them <laughs> athletes. <laughs> Sometimes you're given just a certain ability that I want to tie their right hand behind their back so they can throw left hand. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, it's been a good week though. Nice. Yeah. How about you? I've got no complaints here. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited good. for this. Uh, I'm just excited for my girls. For the snowstorm tomorrow. Watch it. Watch us get like two inches. It's just like unplayable. It feels like the semester's moving too. Like I feel like yeah. I'm in a good place right now. We were in January for a long time. Yeah. We were back like on the third. January third. Yeah. Um, so it's good to be into February. Yeah, because once you get through Catholic Schools Week and Lent starts, you know, things start to Spring break will be coming up move, here yeah. soon. Easter. Our uh, mental health days, clutch. 
diocese coming in clutch with yeah. three mental health days. The first one being Valentine's Day, yeah. awesome, and the day after the, day the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. Yeah, that's fun. Because when you're, I know you, and your tummy is not going to be feeling when you're right. here. <laughs> your family. family, yeah, we cater Olive Garden every year for the Super Bowl. <laughs> It's a lot of fettuccine. I don't know if you guys picked up on this, but we have recently picked up a sponsorship to Olive Garden. Oh, we should reach out to Olive Garden. They do not want any part of this. Okay. Maybe Fazoli's will. (laughs) They're gone too soon. Uh, Bring the breadsticks back. Nice. Good enough bands? That was a beautiful Er (laughs) What's that thing called with the mop? The the bucket. Mop bucket. Watch their beat. There's not a technical term. That's what you were looking for. Mop bucket. Mop bucket. All Anywho, right. hey, transition. Got a question for you. When you're out there planting seeds, when you're out there spreading the gospel, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> How do you do it, Joey? How do you plant the seed? How do you plant seed? I think uh, you actually want me to answer. Or you? <laughs> okay, to you. I don't know. I was trying to think of a transition. First thing that came to my head was you got to actually have to like have an authentic encounter with the person, <laughs> right? You actually like have to know. I thought we were talking about plants here. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> when you plant the seed, you, you got to dig it up. The yeah. Uh, a little background on Get this. Get your hands in there. Um, may have been uh, asked to give this presentation, this talk um, to college student leaders at Bradley University on incar- incarnational evangelization. What? What? That's what the people want. COVID got in the way. But uh, I've got some materials here that I kind of put together some thoughts. I'm just going to try to convey that. What is incarnational evangelization? What does that mean? How can I do it? Essentially, it does come down to, I mean, we've all been asked to spread the gospel. Easier said than done for sure. Um, but we're all called to it. How can we achieve it? What does that look like? So we're going to go through that a little bit today. Try Those to are two big words. Incarnational evangelization. Yeah. Can I get a definition, sir? Incarnational. Carne is flesh yes so something that's incarnational would be in the flesh right carne right? asada carne asada think of carne asada yeah, yes right. beautiful evangelization evangelion yeah. Yeah. is uh greek yes. for good news good news so we are spreading the good news if you're evangelizing you're right. spreading good news absolutely so what we're looking at here is how do we spread the good news with ourselves right how do we use the human person as a means to sp- spread the gospel okay um, I mean, first, who do we look to, right? Who do we look as this shining example of how it was done? Christ would be a good start, right? You would think. You would think. <laughs> Christ himself, right? How did God evangelize? He came into the world. He sought us out. So what we're looking at is we have to go out, okay? He sends his apostles. He, uh, the great uh, commission, go and, and go and spread the gospel. Go and baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Okay, what is, is this going out? Jesus doesn't stay in the synagogues and wait for people to come to him, but he shares meals with, he travels with, he converses with, he prays with, he enters into friendship with. And okay, he, St. Paul sums it up, I think, best. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 8. So being affectionately desirous of you, we were ready to share with you not only the gospel of God, but also our own selves, because you have become very dear to us, right? We are sharing ourselves with people, and through that, the gospel, the truth. We are providing a means to receive the gospel and using ourselves as that kind of bridge, okay? We're introducing people with, we're having an encounter with these individuals sharing ourselves and then leading to them to Christ. Now, it's it's easy to be like, I'll leave it to the people whose jobs it is, maybe priests or people who work in Catholic schools. Like It's their job. 
but we're all called to it in our very baptism, right? We're made priest, prophet, and king within our own baptism. Right? We have these roles, PPKs, I did, yeah. right? And we need to live the gospel and do so in a way in which is going to draw people to him. How do we do that? First off, you got to have a heart for it. You got to want to do it. You got to love it. It's got to be very much a part of you. An incarnational heart, per se, if you will. It's a heart that yearns for and has a desire to go out into the peripheries to enter into the lives of those people who don't know the Lord. Right? If you have something that you are excited about, you want to share it. You see a good movie, you are compelled to share that and bring that movie to people. You go and have Olive Garden, new dish you tried. You're like, mm, I have got to share this. People must know about this Olive Garden. The bang for the buck you're getting in <laughs> right. Olive Garden. So too, with the gospel, you've got to foster a heart that desires to share the gospel and to see people who don't have it or don't have that relationship with Christ or may have never heard of or don't have the best understanding or relationship with Christ. I've got written down here, smell them sheep, boys and girls. Oh, yeah. Right? Pope Francis, right? What is the shepherd supposed to smell like? Not very good, honestly. But he smells as his sheep because he's out with them. He is right, giving himself to these sheep. Right, He is going out in a way in which his heart we are meant to go out in a way in which our heart aches for people who do not know God in a deep and personal way. How do we foster this heart? And I'll let you kind of chime in if there's anything you want to say. Um, first off, just remembering what God has done for us in our own life, right? Especially people who have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. There's something in our lives that changed where we realize that God has changed us. He's healed us. He's saved us. He has turned us into who we are. He made us for himself. Right, so to remember and to have this kind of thank, uh, thankful heart for what has been given to us. But also we've got to be willing to get involved in others' lives as well, to engage, to see people as Christ sees people, right? To see people who, with his eyes, to love, to care, to notice when something is missing or to have compassion and mercy as God had compassion and mercy on ourselves, right? To share with, and as St. Paul said, to become all things to all men that I might have the means to save some. So there is something inherent about how we foster our heart, and it's being willing to share with these moments with people, to have a great meal with, to desire and to share and to develop and it, it kind of this perspective of we were made for more, and as I have realized that, I should have a desire to share that with others. Thoughts so far? I like it. I wrote down a little comments that I liked. Oh, just, but, just taking notes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know if you want me to hit on stuff yet. or uh, I'm keep, interested to see where you're going. I keep rolling. No, yeah, because I, I might derail us. So. I mean, you've, got, you've also got to understand and kind of develop this eternal perspective, understand that our life and our lives, the lives of others within the light of eternity, right? In the end, every person will either be with God or without God for all eternity. So you should desire to want to draw them to God, to share them this gift, the good, right? If coming to know God and coming to appreciate all that is good, true, and beautiful, right? What is it? It's meant to. This Christian life is to make us appreciate not only our relationship with God, but what it means to be Christian. Have a desire to again share that and be compelled to go out and share that. We're obligated to do this. Christ asks us to do this, and He has. And there are effective means of going out and doing this. So, how do I live it effectively? It's about being willing to meet people in the midst of the or of their ordinary lives, 
meet people where they're at, hang out where they hang out, visit their house, go to their favorite events, enter into the world. It's so easy, and I think we've experienced this, right? You can continue to just kind of talk with people that you're comfortable with or they're used to hanging out with or where you know where the conversations will be safe. Or if you've got good Catholic or Christian friends, to just stay within that own, within that group because that's where it's comfortable, okay? The difficulty is in going out and meeting someone new but also being willing to, to share or direct that conversation in a way that eventually gets to something of greater meaning. Pope Francis said, the word of Christ wants to reach all people, in particular those who live on the peripheries of existence. We are called to go, to come out from behind our fences, and with zealous hearts to bring to all the mercy, the tenderness, and the friendship of God. This is the job that pertains to everyone. Right? Jesus did not tell his apostles to just post up somewhere and to wait, but to go. Not the come to me gospel, not the hang out at the Newman Center and wait, Right? It's so easy to do that and to become comfortable and to stay within this Catholic bu bubble and to just kind of remain where it is easy. But you can't stay forever. You've got to go out and share what God has given to you. You've got to seek and invest in friendship. Right? Some people call it accompaniment. We've talked about virtuous friendships. You need to give others not only the gospel, but our very lives, to share with their life. Not treating them like projects, right? Where it's like, you're only this friendship because I'm trying to spread this gospel so I can move on to the next one. Mm -hmm. But it's actually entering into people's lives and allowing yourself and the gospel that you preach and live to transform, right? It's not you that's so much doing the work, that it's Christ through you. And by their exposure to this gospel through your very life, your very self, they, they begin to be drawn for the light to kind of begin to peek through the cracks, to, to understand that there's something more. They were made for something more. And we do this and convey this through our lives. Okay. Hmm. So to just try to, to try to sum that up, it is about, you're not just going to pick out a random stranger standing in line somewhere and go up to them and be like, Jesus, huh? Now, people do that. And that's great. And people have the ability to kind of like, push through the awkward conversations. It makes me uncomfortable. It makes, so it does yeah. that. I love Jesus. And there are door-to-door, -door <laughs> there's, there's door-to-door evangelists, evangelists who do a great job. There's people who have the ability to start with just a one-liner about Jesus um, or, you know, and it can be effective. But if they're like me, if someone came up to me already, I'm like, I don't want to be this guy's friend, right? And it's going to take a lot for me to even Put open up, up a little bit. Yeah. Okay. And to kind of drop the defense. The best way is again, to see as God sees yeah. to go out as God went out, to be amongst the people, to share in their lives, and then in a natural way by your witness, but it's got to be even more than your witness. Eventually, you've got to direct conversations that, and the trust that you've established through those friendships and use that to draw the conversation upwards, yeah. right? To begin to ask the deeper questions. To So maybe it could just be two guys or people getting together to work on a project, right? But within that time where you're spent, allowing conversations and using that, just asking them the, the deeper questions about, you know, I don't know, where do you think you go when you die? It doesn't need to be like even that apparent, but you talk about like, do you go to church anywhere or yeah. do you practice a faith? Those types of like questions that kind of open up to deeper conversations or just sharing your own experience about going to mass yourself or an experience that you feel compelled to share. Yeah, I think... Uh... Some of the things that stuck out to me 
I'm looking at it from a SWOT analysis type of thing. <laughs> Your strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats? Uh, some things that stuck out was the, uh, you have to have a heart for it. Mm-hmm. I think uh, right away, like my, I, I tend to look at why aren't people following the faith? Why aren't they being evangelized? Why don't they want to evangelize? Number one, I, people are missing a heart for it because I think we do have a hardened heart. I think as these kids are growing up and, and even like our own friends, like I think their hearts have hardened so much. They're not willing to listen and they're not excited about it. Like you said, when you're excited about something, this goodness, like the idea that goodness is diffusive, it wants to share and spread itself. Mm-hmm. They're not excited about this message and they don't have a heart for it. So obviously you're not going to share it. How do you break through that heart? I think like you said, that, that quote of, I think one of the greatest things that Francis did at the, the beginning of his papacy, like there's things that we can question him about and the, the way he does things, but that the shepherd smells as, as the sheep thing. Mm-hmm. I thought that was so good. And he was directing, I think at, at pastors like priests, mm-hmm. but like all of us be like, even if your friends don't have the heart for it to still be their friends. Like you said, don't be in the Catholic bubble. That's also like St. Paul is known as one of the greatest evangelizers because he said, I became all things to all people. If I'm in a town that's predominantly Greek, I'm going to maybe use their philosophy to spread it. Let's intellectually engage on this. If I'm going to the synagogues, I'll open up the prophets. If I'm just with the average person, I'm going to be selling my tents because that's what Paul did to make money on the side, by the way. But I'm just going to like live life with you and meet you where you're at. So I think like that was big. Like their heart does not start to like open up or like lose its hardening. Soften. Soften. (laughs) (laughs) It's the booster shot. But if it really is what you said, be with God or without God for all eternity, it matters so much more than that awkward. Now, I don't think it's best practice to go up and just, that's what you ask, like, how do you plant seeds? I don't think you go into someone's yard and just start digging it up and be, hey, cabbage, <laughs> but I'm planting it. Like, get to know your neighbor first before you start planting cabbage in their yard. But that takes that authentic encounter. And I think one of the modern strategies of the church with an evangelization as like a, as a human institution, whatever was, are we going to run the hills as, as modernism and secularism mm-hmm. takes over? Are we going to engage, propose what we have and challenge in a healthy way what they have? Sorry. Yeah, this, this idea of we've got to be in the world but not of the world. I mean, there are two temptations, right? Can you um, – you've got that Benedict Option, which was a book that nobody really read but has that opinion on, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or this idea that pulling back – receive within your community right but that should overflow into exactly that's the thing and i think that's what actually robert's whole point there is like to strengthen there and then to continue to to administer to the wider population i think the key portion here is trust you've got to establish trust that's what why we work so hard as catholic school teachers here to build relationships with the students because we understand that maybe their hearts have become hardened towards a lot of the messages that we're talking about or even religion in general, yeah. but if we can establish relationships and trust and then through our own character, through our own, um, them seeing us live the gospel, but also in which the truth in which we preach. What's well, the Thessalonians line that you said? Right. I'm sharing myself with you, that incarnational. I think that I'm trying to piece together your stuff. You're saying like, just like the father said, the son incarnationally to meet us, like we are sharing ourselves incarnationally. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. With these people to build the trust, to exactly. soften the heart. To share what we found is so good. Fazoli's like, you kidding me? Those breadsticks, they just keep coming. And I want to share that with you. I want you to have breadsticks. And that bread is the bread of life. (laughs) Boom. So it's so important to establish the trust and to make it as natural as possible. To listen to the Holy Spirit, I think. Yeah. Like you're not going to be able to spread it unless you're like listening to the promptings in in prayer. Like the Holy Spirit saying like, go have this conversation with this kid. Yeah. Or go like invite these people over for dinner. 
because for me, I don't like uncomfortable situations, but like so much of what's good that's probably coming out of your life too is when Christ pushes you into the uncomfortable and like you learn as well. And Bishop Barron's big on those transcendentals, beauty, good, and truth as, an, as a means of evangelization. I mean, those are all things that we experience through the body. Right? He uses the great example of like baseball, right? Mm -hmm. How do you get someone interested in baseball? Watching on TV is not going to get it done. <laughs> Explaining the rules isn't going to get it done, but taking them there. This is a can of corn. <laughs> yeah. You know, taking them there and having them experience it, right? Same thing with building a relationship. Inviting someone over into your home. Experience the hospitality of Experience your home. the hospitality of a home-cooked meal. Have a couple drinks, share each other's Light lives. them up a little bit, loosen them up. <laughs> and then it's like, then you can have these kind of natural conversations that eventually lead, even if it doesn't get to like, hey, do you believe that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior? It yeah. doesn't have to. It's a process, right? These are relationships that you're building because if it's just like a one and done thing, they know that they're being used right. for something or that you've got an angle. But if you're, you're inviting them into the goodness of your family, like exactly. the transcendentals, like you said, there is that like, Maybe they start to ask about the truth later on, but like you're showing them the beauty of like, you know, hopefully your family culture is centered on something big like yeah. Christ and the love and then the goodness. How does it look for like a student or someone or like someone in college? I don't know, like like having like a legitimate conversation with someone, like inviting them to coffee that, that yeah. you met at a Newman Center, that you met in one of your classes that like you can see is yearning for more. Just like being intentional, not just going to a bar where you can't hear people and getting like right. slosh, but like. I think those in authentic encounters, maybe mm -hmm. for if you don't have a family, you can't invite someone to your home, but just sharing your life based on really point of your life you're in. Because I, because I think in exactly, you're showing them that there's another way to live, another way to think and, uh, and something that you've received. Without right? bringing the catechism. On. Right. Exactly. You don't got to slap them in the face with the catechism. All of that works sometimes. Here's something. So again, just to summarize, it's all about putting yourself out there, you know, meeting people, being genuine in your own faith, um, establishing trust in those relationships, and then trying to share it through, through yourself, right, in various means. And I think just being willing to start up a conversation or to establish a new relationship, I think that might be the most challenging. Mm -hmm. um, but like you said, listen to the promptings of the Holy Spirit, and then just trying to foster that heart in yourselves to recognize a person who needs I mean, we all need relationships, mm -hmm. um, but th there's something that they maybe have a desire to go deeper or that they, there's something missing in their lives or just out of a genuine care for them just to get to know them. Um, that's just the way to go, to try to foster that heart within ourselves. Keep inviting too. Yeah. Like, I'll be discouraged. People will say no. Yeah. Yeah. If you're like, hey, if you want to come to mass on Sunday or I'm going, you know, if it's a college, if you're going to the Newman Center, right? They might say no. Yeah. But it's. You don't have to be a pest about it. But. Right. But I think living your life in a way where they know the invitation is yeah. always open. I think that's important too. Right. Like if, it, if it's healthy to stay with a friendship, mm -hmm. like obviously like if it's problematic when you're around the people, maybe you take a break from those people. Yeah. But it, I mean, we're all living life. And if you're willing to live with them and you're in a good place to like live your life in a way where the invitation is always there, yeah. you know that like if they, if they're going through a tough time, they can reach out to you and talk to you. I think that's some of the biggest thing I think for a lot of our college kids um, if you're, if you really are working to stay grounded in your faith and you have seen it as something that is worth it. And like you said, your heart yearns for it and you want to share it, like keep living your life in a way that is inviting people. Yeah. It's a good point. Keep yourself available. Yeah. Make sure that they know. Cause that's the other thing is I, I think people tend to like, oh, this is getting deep here. They're sharing something with me is to kind of like deflect return. But as long as they know that you're always available to talk about whatever. What does it look like for a high schooler? For high school students? We still have some high schoolers that listen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's tough to give what you don't have. So the first thing I would say is like, you've got to, right? You've got to 
spend some time in prayer, strengthen your own. But yeah. also you can do that with another. Yeah. Right? If you've got those searching questions and maybe you know that you've got a friend or you've heard through conversations or just in shared experiences with some of your friends that they have these questions too and they don't know what to do, you can do that exploration together. Yeah, because I think they're in a process of becoming emotionally and spiritually mature. Right. Like you said, I think they're starting that and figuring out with a friend. That's what all the saints did, you know, Yeah. figuring out together with people. And what drew people to them was that they were different. They smelled like them sheep. Cool. I like that. Any shout outs? Two fancy words. Those are fancy. Any shout outs? Um, obviously, shout out to my wife who holds down the fort and keeps everything together. Uh, and shout out to her mom because it's her mom's birthday as well. Oh, that's Saying funny. because she gave birth. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. gotcha. Yeah, yeah, so we're going to celebrate her too. Uh, but yeah, shout out to my wife. I did have another one, but I don't really remember what it was. Um, Maybe it'll come up. Shout out to Owen Ritter. Yep. Uh, it was good to see and talk to him the other day. And um, yeah, just uh, all of our students praying for you as we push through this in the second semester. Shout out to all the parents out there too. Glad you guys are listening. Hopefully we're not annoying and weird. And hopefully you trust us with your kids. Yeah. Thank you so much. Love you guys. <laughs> okay. For the kingdom. For the kingdom. Thank you, Seat Geek. And Fazolis. Um.